Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality. Today's guest, I am very excited to announce this is the second new dominatrix that we've got on recently at the ritual chamber very excited to meet them because of like covid unfortunately we haven't like met in person at all yet like the whole group of us the whole the old gang hasn't actually met in person so like this is kind of my little way of like meeting them and getting to know them a little bit but also like you know giving them some exposure and also letting all of you lovely listeners know who the new dominatrices are at the ritual chamber so without further ado let me please welcome to the mic professional dominatrix mistress zienna hello zienna hey how are you I'm so good. This is like the only thing I kind of had planned for today. So I was just like looking forward to it. And here we are. How are you? Oh, nice. I'm all right. I'm alive. (laughs) Yeah. So happy to finally get to talk to you, actually. Totally. I've honestly, I was just saying real quick, like before the recording, that it's weird that we haven't like had a chance to all get together because that is usually what happens, you know? So this is my excuse. to talk to you (laughs) yeah I heard that there were tea parties I was promised tea parties you're promised I very much enjoy (laughs) yes and I love I love a good tea party so I'm looking forward to those staff meetings yes yeah we've had some like you know the ritual tea ceremonies where we've got all the dominance and then we've got a bunch of people that sign up to learn how to do a proper professional tea service and they do that for us, you know, and you've got like little hors d'oeuvres and little biscuits and cookies and whatnot and tea. It's fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. 2021. 2021. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to when you think about like getting to be a part of the ritual chamber team? Besides tea parties. Besides, besides tea parties. <laughs> um honestly I'm really looking forward to just meeting everyone yeah um looking forward to seeing some new faces you know some new playmates that's gonna be pretty cool yeah duos oh that's the thing I'm looking I mean I mean staff parties tea parties blah 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 but duos oh yeah oh man we could get into some really good stuff we could get up to (laughs) some trouble do you like a good duo (laughs) you know I've never done one before (gasps) oh Um, it's so cool yeah but I mean, I mean, the more the merrier. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. It's totally it. That is exactly it. The more the merrier. It's like the more like ideas that are being tossed around. You know what I mean? Like the other person comes up with something and you're like, oh, my God, I love that. And then you build on yeah. it, you know, or you're like, I would have never thought of that. Or I don't use that toy that way. Like all kinds of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if there are some subs listening... 2021 is your year to book 
<laughs> the duos at the ritual chamber make it happen yeah that'd be the best <laughs> oh the absolute best yeah that's what we need i think like when we finally get to go back to in-person sessions i think that's what we need we need some like play parties we need yeah. duos we need things with lots of people yeah yeah absolutely before all of this i used to go to play parties all the time and i mean it was just such a blast like just being part of the community and just playing and seeing how other people play like i can't wait for that yeah yeah i'm also a person that loves to you know hang out at oasis hang out at uh, club m4 <laughs> oh my god I've, I must have crossed paths with you at least once then because I am like a VIP at M4. Like, I mean, people ask me if I work there because I was there all the time. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm friends with Matt <laughs> and we do. I've produced a few shows there. And then, um, yeah, recently we want to kind of do some things together where I'm, you know, hosting some things for M4 essentially. So hopefully okay. in the future uh, we could potentially do a thing at M4 together. That would be lovely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. What, what do you like about play parties? Why do you go to play parties? Well, usually I go with a sub that I own or that someone's a, that's under my care. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe because I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist, I suppose. Like, I like to be watched yeah. <laughs> torturing people. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good reason. <laughs> yeah, I think but I yeah. like... Um... I like like you were saying before, like watching other people's scenes, kind of seeing what how, how other people do it. Yeah. Is important. Like, it's not only just, like, a lovely thing to watch and it's hot and sexy and all that stuff, but it's also, like, interesting just to, like, learn from other doms doing dommy things. Um, yeah. I think that's important, don't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And even just um, connecting with other people in the community, you know. Yeah. Sense of community is huge. And we have an amazing kink community in Toronto. Like, Oh, yeah. It's a real shame that we don't currently really have access to it. I mean online, but... I heard we lost a lot of kinky spaces this year. Uh, yeah, it's too bad. We're le- Yeah, all all spaces that are like event spaces, essentially, are like, like music venues, I know, are one thing that are going, like theater spaces, stuff like that. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that another thing is like play spaces. So yeah, that's yeah. one thing I always tell people about like Ritual Chamber. I'm like... Yeah, we can't do in-person sessions right now. But if you want to do in-person sessions with me, like pay the deposit now, prepay now. And then that just means when I get back, you'll be first on the list. And then also you're, you know, giving money to uh, a space that might get shut down. Like all these spaces, you know, everybody's all these little small businesses are in jeopardy right now. So like, you know, you'll be first in line when I get back. And also you're supporting a play space that you want to see yeah. stick around. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, then when the pandemic came around, I started working mostly online. Yeah. And so I started to generate a lot of content on like clip sites and uh, doing Skype shows and webcamming and taking phone calls. So I kind of switched everything kind of more like in virtual sessions. And then I got hired on to work um at the ritual chamber. So you were able to kind of pivot to online because that's what I did. That's exactly what I did at the beginning of the pandemic. Stopped doing in person and then kind of made more of, you know, like content, custom content and Skype calls or phone calls. And then uh, 
like ongoing dynamics via text or email. So that was the kind yeah. of thing that you did as well. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to do something. Um, cause I just, I still wanted to kind of be part of the community. I still wanted to be able to play, um, plays like, you know, this is a huge part of my, my personality. It couldn't just like, Oh, well I can't, you know, play in person. So therefore I just won't play. You know, I had to figure out how to do something. Yeah. You need the outlet. Yeah. So as King, always been like that for you like a part of your identity or how when did that start oh god yeah I think so it started a really long time ago I you know I get this question asked to me a lot yeah and people are like you know when did you know you were kinky or you know where did it start for you and you know I thought it I guess I just thought it was kind of normal in, in my uh relationships we just did kinky things and I guess it was just part of my way of exploring that person and that person's way of exploring me and I didn't it was kinky I just thought we were like you know I'm like hey can I do this really cruel can I tie you up is that okay and what about (laughs) if I just take a take a whiz on a little wee on you just a little little (laughs) what about this uh candle over here is it okay if I drip that hot wax all over you and you know my partner was totally cool with it and then I was just like oh okay this is what we're doing yeah Um, this is it this is sex yeah yeah (laughs) and then it just took um a friend of mine introducing me to the lifestyle that actually um made me realize like oh okay this is a thing that people do yeah yeah so around when was that would you say when you were like oh there's a larger community here that are doing the same things and like maybe I should you know connect with people I it was uh probably when I was I think I was about uh somewhere between 18 and 19 Okay, Somewhere so a pr- pretty young person still. Yeah, definitely. I went to a party. My friend had invited. He's like, oh, you, I think you'd really like this party. I'm like, okay. So I went to the party and he introduced me to the kink scene at that party. And I was shocked. I mean, I was shocked. <laughs> I was in disbelief that, I mean, oh my God, the things I saw. <laughs> Looking back now... <laughs> Looking back now, I'm just like, okay, meh, whatever. Yeah. Like, this Tuesday is like what afternoon. we're doing. We're... Yeah. But back then, I was just like, oh, my word. <laughs> you know? Things like what was happening that you remember? What was burned into your little virginal brain? Um, I had seen my first, um, my first cross-dresser. Mm-hmm. That was very, very, very uh, shocking for me. Now I think it's the beautiful that is to partake in. Um, oh, you know what? I saw a woman who had her husband on a leash, and I was just so impressed by the di- by the dynamic because he was just so well behaved, and she was just so ice cold. And I was like, "Damn, I want to be her when I grow up." I want to be that cold hard bitch. Yeah, with her husband on a, he was so tame and so well behaved. Sure, nice sounds looks great. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> How do I get me one of those little human pet things? Yeah, yeah, nice. Anything else happening at the party? Was there like impact play happening anywhere? No, you know what? There wasn't. There was a lot of trampling, and that was actually the first fetish that I ever. Um, kind of participated in with somebody that wasn't my partner um I had this uh, the person that had invited me to the party his mistress 
said, hey, like one of the gentlemen downstairs would be interested in playing with her. Do you think she'd be interested? And then they came and they got me and they're like, oh, the guy downstairs wants you to trample him. And I'm like, what? What is that? <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, she's like, don't worry, I'll show you. Just come watch. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. And this is like a very heavy, beautiful woman. I, so I'm like, oh God, like, is she gonna, she's a, he's a very small man and she's a very, a very voluptuous woman. And I'm like, oh dear. So I step, I, I, it's my turn now. And I step on this poor little guy. And I'm thinking for sure I'm killing him. <laughs> and then the feedback from that, can you, oh, I thought you were going to be uh, lighter. You're so heavy. He says to me. How dare he? The audacity. <laughs> <laughs> very dare he. But for a trampling um, sub, that's like a compliment, right? They're like, oh, you crushed yeah. me, mistress, you know? Yeah, it's okay. I went home and I was just like, honey, guess what I saw today? Guess what I did today? Lay on the floor and I'll show you. Actually? Oh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I ended up trampling my partner and he was like, okay. <laughs> he didn't complain. And I loved it. I fell in love with trampling in that moment. Oh, that's amazing. I also love trampling. So I love to hear like your, your like love story with trampling. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. You know what, actually, I did, um, like, when I was very first hired at Ritual Chamber, we it was around this time of year. I think it was like maybe the end of November. I was hired mid-November, I believe. So end of November, there was like a Christmas party. There was the Ritual Chamber Christmas party, which is, you know, a play party, but also, you know, snacks and food and lovely, lovely little time. And that was one of the first times that I kind of got to meet everybody, meet the clientele. And I did like one trampling scene. And then after that, everybody wanted trampling. So I, cause we had like this special thing where you buy tickets and then you give a ticket to one of the house doms and then you do a 10 minute scene. That was what it was. Oh. So I did one trampling scene and then I had a lineup of all trampling. I did like 10 trampling scenes in a row. <laughs> wow. Were you doing it with like shoes on or shoes off? Both, you know, whatever they wanted, right? Full body, like knees, like, you know, like putting my full body weight onto them or just, you know, the tips of the heels and my toes or barefoot on their face or like a whole variety of types of trampling. But I'm really passionate about it. And like the first time a lot of the other RC doms, like my peers saw me do anything was trampling, like a lot of trampling. <laughs> yeah. So that was so, that was just a really nice, really nice experience. I was like, yeah, it's one of my absolute favorite things to do. Oh, yeah. What do you like about it? I have a really sensitive spot between my toes. And I think, or like just on the pads of my feet between my big toe and my second toe. And oh. there's something about just feeling flesh right in that spot, like squishing it. Like I really <gasps> find it to be very satisfying to like, that one particular spot on my foot likes to feel the squishy flesh under me. And of <laughs> course, amazing. I'm like standing on top of a man like, come on. Yeah, that in what's, itself is what's awesome. not to like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I used to go to a lot of trampling parties. So what does that look like for the for the listeners who don't have no idea what that is? What explain what's a trampling party? You walk in and what's happening? <laughs> Well, it was hosted by a good friend of mine. I'm not sure if she's still on hiatus, but um, we would go in, great music, great atmosphere, 
she was an event or is an event planner. So she, um, so, I mean, all of her parties were always amazing, but she, her, her main thing was trampling. So we'd go in, we, uh, I'm getting off track here. I'm thinking, well, we had the human floor there for one of them. Uh, I don't remember his name. Oh God, he's going to kill me. Um, (laughs) But we had the human floor there and he was pretty fun. And we just, you know, there's all these people there that are willing to be stepped on and we just go in and we step on them. (laughs) They're like, they'll, they'll happily be stepped on. We stepped on them. We walked on them. We did like a, a, like a cha-cha line on, like on them, you know, um, on their faces, on their heads. Like there was like, we tried to get as many girls to stand or sorry, as many doms to stand on top of a sub as we could possibly get. So we'd have like five, six doms standing on top of a sub. On one and person. it was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they would try to compete to see who could have, as, who could hold the most, People. the most doms. Yeah. <laughs> It was really fun. See, that's a good time. That's a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's funny. There's a guy that goes by the nickname Red Carpet that I met that evening. He's a lovely, lovely, meek, sweet, sweet man. Um, he's a ginger, obviously. <laughs> he has red hair. Cute. So Red Carpet is, is the name because he likes trampling. He likes being stepped on. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that's lovely. So, okay, so you're a fairly young adult. You're gone. You are introduced to the scene via this party. You impromptu do a trampling scene. You go home. You're like, hey, honey, look what I learned. <laughs> you step all over your partner. And yeah. then and then what happens from there? Um, as far as like your kinky, kinky journey? Uh, I don't know. It just kept spiraling out of control. I don't know. (laughs) I think I made my set life after that. And then I started connecting with more and more people in the community. And then I started to do cockball torture. I used to do little house calls for cockball torture. I would put ads up on Craigslist and I'd be like, I am offering to torture your ball. And I would drive around for the weekend to all these people's houses and torture their balls (laughs) and I did that for a while it was pretty fun I love that so just in call CBT just like (laughs) yeah like ordering a pizza (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing so like just CBT so what were you there like a half hour like a short amount of time or like was it a scene with like other elements like a you did an actual full scene or was it literally just like you're in there 15 minutes you know, punching around like a feed bag, essentially. And then you're like, all right, have a great night. Enjoy your aches and pains. Um, I would actually book it for, I think I did half hours. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was half hours. And um, yeah, I would just go in be like, hey, how's it going? I'm going to torture yeah. your balls now. And, yeah. you know, looking back, I didn't have a lot of equipment or like, you know, I didn't really travel with a whole lot. Like, I'm not really how... I pulled off like good. I hope they were good sessions. I don't know, but I'm sure they were. I remember I probably had a sh- like a shoelace and and my fist. Really, <laughs> I mean, really, you don't need like you know there are a lot of lovely tools, you know CBT specifically, but like also you can just use your hands and nails yeah. and like whatever you you have on your person. You know your heels, your like literally anything. You can yeah. kick your knee, you know, 
can knee a guy in the balls. Oh, yeah. That's very effective. So I think I did. Now that I think of it, I think I did a lot of stepping on them and punching them. And anyway, never mind. I, I figured it out and it was very lucrative. Yeah. So you did that um, driving around. <laughs> so great. <laughs> and you, okay, you made a FetLife page. So from getting on FetLife, were you, is that where you were like finding your first clients? Like through these CBT appointments? Was that through FetLife or, or no, you said Craigslist at the time. RIP Craigslist personals. Yeah. Yeah. It was Craigslist. But what happened is I also started lifestyling around the same time. Mm-hmm. So I, at quite a few of my of the subs that still serve me even to this day um and even if they don't serve me we still are friends we still talk um and yeah so I started lifestyling and I had a dungeon built in my basement oh wow tell me about that uh, well I married a carpenter somewhere in there I got married to a carpenter and um so he built me a dungeon in our basement and I started uh taking clients at my home in my basement and it's funny because a lot of the clients that I took back then are like I said are still people that serve me now so that was pretty awesome that's awesome like people who aren't you know in our industry don't realize that like when you know a sub is like booking a pro dom like you more more often than not develop a relationship you know, like a great working relationship. If you're really fond of each other and you have chemistry and, you know, they're respectful, they're compensating you for your time. Um, they even might tip a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. can often be like a really mutually satisfying relationship, like long-term, like a lot, of, like same with me. I still have people that I'm friends with, like old clients of mine um, to this day as well. So I feel like that's, kind of um something that you know maybe people that aren't into kink don't realize that we're actually building these like real wholesome kind of relationships with people yeah exactly let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. So sorry, carpenter building you a dungeon, taking clients in your basement. 
Uh, yeah. And I was saying that I actually worked by, uh, it was kind of like, oh my God, looking back, like, what was I thinking? But it was like, uh, just tip what you can, you know? Oh, pay what you can. So they'd be like, yeah, pay what you can. And like, they'd be like, oh, how much is it? I'm like, oh, just pay what you can. But as long as it's more than a hundred dollars, you know, <laughs> I was like, so I still had like a minimum that I would be happy with, but I was still, I had like a little slot. I had my husband build me like a little slot that they could just put an, I had envelopes and I had a contract. They had to sign that. Like, if I kill you, like, don't sue me. And then I, they had to put their little envelope with their, yeah, waiver. Exactly. (laughs) So they had to sign a waiver and they had to like put the money in the, in the envelope and put it in the slot. And then we would begin our session. It was so, oh my God, what was I thinking? That's hilarious. I mean, it worked. What was, <laughs> that's so funny, like, how did you develop that system? Like, where did you get that from? Or like, why did you think to do that? Because I'm a genius, obviously. <laughs> it's so funny. You're just like, I mean, in one way, that's lovely, because it's accessible to people, right? If Pay what you can is lovely. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to play, I guess. And I was just like, if I'm, you know what, it's because I wanted to recover the losses from building the dungeon. So I was like, you know what, if I'm going to have this here, then I want people to help me finance it. Yeah, it made sense. It was like, I'm not going to just pay out of pocket for a whole dungeon. No, why should you? No way. Men need to pay for it. And I mean, that's a thing that you can do. I mean, as a sex worker, you set your own rate, you know, if you're not with an agency or whatever then you can just set your own rate. And if your rate is lower um, and then you get more clients, like if you want to work more, like f- what was it? Like um, qu- quantity over, like, you know, quantity over quality was what I was going to say, but it doesn't necessarily mean the quality is low. It just means that y- it's like high frequency customers, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a total way to do it. Like that's not it. A wrong way to do it if that's how you're choosing to do it then good for you yeah it, it made kink accessible yeah and you you'll always have clients you'll always have people knocking down your door at that price so as a young person just wanting to play and wanting to you know get the hours in wanting to recoup the cost of the dungeon that you just financed then actually that's not a silly decision honestly yeah, it worked out i'm okay and with it, it. yeah you're fine you're <laughs> you're okay now look where you are now we all had to start somewhere (laughs) exactly no that that's 100 percent true you do have to start somewhere and so uh what did that time in your life feel like to you it felt very natural I don't I don't know if I was really trying to I don't think I had a goal I think I just wanted to have fun I don't I you know I didn't really think a whole lot about it I just knew that I could tort like you know I wouldn't say torture but I could I want to say live out my fantasies (laughs) I don't know like I just wanted to play I wanted to have fun and men are toys and like they were willing to come play with me so I wanted to do that and that's really all I was thinking about um and now it's like I have so like I know how to do so many things because I was kind of there willing to just I was just like okay I'm a dom like come play with me and people be like okay well I want you to do this and I want you to do that and it gave me the opportunity to learn how to do so much yeah because you're like, okay, I don't know how to do that. Let me read, um, do some research. <laughs> Let me do a, a quick little Google search. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I did that. I think I just trusted people. Like people would just tell me what they wanted and I would just do it. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is how it's done. 
Yeah. And that, yeah. yeah. No shame in that being like having an experienced sub and a not so experienced dom. It's like, great, then teach me, show me what you like and show me how to do it. And then you yeah. build, you know, over time, putting in the hours, you build more and more skills. So inadvertently, yeah. do you think you learned a lot during that time? Yeah, I did. I learned, I wow, a ton. Yeah. yeah. You had to have. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was so much to, to, to learn. There was like just outside of like actually participating in the fetish it's also learning about consent and you know safety and all the other aspects that you have to consider you know like how do I do this safely how do I play with you like I'm not really that experienced you're telling me you want me to do this really dangerous thing to you how do I do it safely and having to even just learn the the signs of somebody who's in distress and things like that like I learned so much like hands-on you know yeah, that's a skill. Learning all that stuff, like learning about negotiation, learning about, like you said, signs of like people in distress or, you know, somebody, how to sh- know if somebody's disassociating, how to know if someone's having a panic attack and what to do and like, you know, like first aid stuff. All of yeah. the consent shit, which is like the hugest of topics. So at what point did you move on from that part? of your kinky life or did you maybe you are still taking clients in your basement I don't know this is our our literal first conversation together (laughs) no I stopped taking clients in my basement (laughs) (laughs) what did you do next Uh, what did I do let me think I took a I took a break for a few years okay um to just focus on building some businesses outside of um you know outside of kink and uh yeah I took some years I took a couple years to go back to school I got a couple of uh of my businesses off the ground and now they're okay so now that you know the vanilla part of my life is kind of doing its thing mm-hmm. I'm like okay yeah I can do what I want to do again you know I was still playing I still was lifestyling I still had slaves that were I actually had a slave that was 24 7 living with me and that was okay and yeah, it was kind of just, you know, I was still playing on the side, but I was more focused on my vanilla life for a while. I identify with that big time. Like, I think sex workers are essentially entrepreneurs. Like, we're our own little independent business owners. And I also have a history in my vanilla life of, like, owning multiple businesses. So I think that's very interesting to hear that that's kind of your path as well. Do you find mm-hmm. that, like, they're related like, do you feel like an entrepreneur, like as a, an independent dominatrix? Do you feel like it's like your own little business? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's crazy, like how many things, you know, that we kind of learn in our vanilla life, how they or sorry, in our sex worker lives, how, it, how we can, how, how well it translates into like, you know, the vanilla world. I, a lot of skills that I had going into trying to build businesses were skills I learned when I was a sex worker. And I'm like, when I was a sex worker, this is how I did it. And I'm going to apply it to my business and my business thrived. Like we are like the, the, we are definitely good at being entrepreneurs for sure. Sex workers. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. I think you've got to have a bit of that entrepreneurial spirit, you know? Yeah. Because as an entrepreneur, you, it's like a dozen different jobs all rolled into one, right? When you own your own business, 
it's like a lot of little jobs. And I think that's a lot like sex work. Doing sex work is like a lot of little jobs, like a lot of skills. Like you need to have a lot of like varied skills to be a really good, like, you know, successful quote unquote, like, what does that word even mean? Especially in sex work. What does that word even mean? But like to have longevity, longevity in this business, um, to have visibility in this business, to have, you know, regulars, like a lot of regulars coming back to employ your services, you know, I think it's like any other business. Yeah, exactly. Like you've got, it's not as simple as like, okay, well, yes, I am willing to do that with you. But it's like, how do we get ourselves in front of the people who, you know, want to want to spend time with us? We have to do all the marketing, all the customer service, all the, Mm -hmm. even the like, I don't know, I guess it's called crisis management. I don't know, like if something goes wrong, like we have a lot of hats that we wear. Definitely. Yeah. It's not easy at all. Like, it is a full-time job, trust me. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, for you, you're saying you kind of pivoted your business kind of recently for pandemic reasons, like, to online. I feel like that is a fucking full-time job in itself. Like, I feel like I'm busier than I was when I was doing in-person work. Like, I'm working all the time doing like all different jobs, same thing again. You know what I mean? I'm doing admin like all day long on my fucking phone. Yep. Every yeah. waking minute is invested. Honestly. It's if you're not working, you're not you're not making money essentially. Like you have to really be out there. You've That's really it. got to put the hours in. Yeah. And you've got to stay on top of trends and you've got to network and socialize and it's a lot. And you have to stay visible. It's easy to like Twitter is a great marketing tool obviously but twitter is very disposable you know what i mean if you're not Mm -hmm. posting consistently you're gone you know yep so you gotta stay in people's eye line essentially it's a lot yeah i saw a post you put up today oh you're in everybody's eye line today i can assure you why (laughs) why you say that because that picture was so hot oh my god I was just like I was holding my I was just scrolling and I was just like what is that lady damn (laughs) thank you that's very sweet (laughs) know what that was um what you'll kind of find this interesting um another pro dom uh she's actually Uh from Paris she's a French professional dominatrix just like you and I Minus the French. Okay. Um, she, she uh, one night when she was, I believe she was a little drunk, <laughs> she emailed me and she was like, Lady Pam, and I already knew who she was like via Twitter, you know, you know, you're just kind of like friends with doms that are halfway across the world on Twitter. So I knew who she was, but she emailed me and she's like, I think I would like to do a session with you or like order some custom content from you. I don't know. I'm so nervous. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> And then it turned into she um, we, you know, emailed back and forth and she ordered a custom video for me and then some still pictures as well. So that was part of like the photo shoot that I did for her. But it was just very funny. Like, I love when another sex worker hires me for something, either a session or like another pro dom wants to do something subby with me. I'm like, oh, that's like the highest compliment. So that's what that picture was from. Yeah, was from doing that for her. This Parisian dominatress. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she will be very pleased with her purchase, I can assure you. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. You know what I mean, though? Like, it's like, 
oh, my makeup's got to be like really good, like better than you. You know what I mean? Like I felt a little pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, I, like just even having like female clients, I always like, I don't know, I always want to do a little bit more, make it a little bit <laughs> nicer. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I want to impress them, you know? Oh, yeah. Don't blame me at all for sure. <laughs> Uh, but you yeah. did well don't worry you looked oh, great thank you so much um <laughs> but okay tell me then how did you get hired at ritual chamber how did you come across headmistress Shahirazad? what was your interview like what was all that tell me the whole thing okay let me think okay so she texted me okay and she was just like you don't have to accept if you don't want to but are you interested in maybe possibly working at the ritual chamber so and you knew each like, other? Yeah, because I worked there before. Great. Yeah, because I was taking clients there. So I had been there a couple of times and um, yeah, we had met. And um, I told her, or I'm sorry, <laughs> I started screaming at my phone. I was just like, <laughs> no fucking way. There's no way. <laughs> I called my husband and I called my partner at the time because I'm also polyamorous. Yes, yeah, so I called my husband and my partner. And I was just like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And I was getting my nails done. And I remember I was at the nail salon. That's where I was. <laughs> and I'm at the nail salon. And you know I'm going to raise my voice because I want everybody to know how, that I just got contacted by Headmistress Sharzad. Nobody here knows who she, who she is. But they're going to hear about the fact that she texted me and asked me if I want to work there. A personal so text. So I was very loud. <laughs> so I was just so loud. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, should I take? Should I accept? Should I not? And I was scared, honestly. Yeah. I was like, I was so flattered, but I was also terrified. Why were you scared, do you think? Because I've lifestyled for so long. And all of the clients I've had were people that were very close. Like, we or not, like we started to get closer together, you know? Like, I had a lot of control over talking to them and finding out what they're into, why they're into it. And like, having a lot of, like, there was a lot of comfort. I, I, like, you know, I like to get to know people. So I was used to just kind of working lifestyle or independently and screening my way. So to think that essentially I would just, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to work for the ritual chamber if, if I accept and I'm going to have to do what, I'm just going to get like a, hey, do you want to come in? You have a client and I'm going to have to do whatever that person wants me to do. And I'm going to maybe not feel comfortable or not really know what, like anything about that. So I was scared. Long mm -hmm. story short, I was scared because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do this. I called my husband and he's like, are you kidding me? Say yes. I'm like, but I don't, I'm, I don't know. He's like, just say yes. We'll figure it out. Just say yes. I'm like, okay. So I said yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure. And I had a, an interview with her and it was, stop laughing at me. <laughs> I'm like telling my story. You're just quietly just giggling. <laughs> so rude. Just get all the giggles out. Sorry, I'll, turn, I'll mute myself. <laughs> Go on. No. It's just cute. I just love this story. It's bringing me joy. You know what? I had a I had a, a session recently where I had to fix someone because they kept giggling. Uh oh. I think they were laughing because of the pain. Yeah, like I a think nervous cause, response. Like this, yeah, because I think that that person like, holy shit, she's gonna fucking hit me again, and it's gonna hurt. Like, because I I mean I went. Uh, I was not being nice, <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm like, do you think something's funny. funny? No problem. I can hit you harder. The harder I hit, the more they get gold. 
Oh, I love saying that. <laughs> is something funny? Is something funny right now? Yeah. Is that why you're laughing? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, do go on. Don't, don't mind me. I can't. I'm just talking and I hear like this like small laugh, like this tiny giggle in the back. I just... <laughs> I'll stop, I swear. I'll stop, I swear. <laughs> okay, go. Oh my God, what was I saying? Yeah, so I said yes. And then I met up with her. We um, We had like... We went met up at like a, a patio because of because of coronavirus, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, she just walked me through how everything works at the dungeon, and she was telling me like what she was looking for. She asked me, you know, why I'm into this lifestyle and whatnot, and you know, just regular things, really, just normal yeah. dom question stuff. It's a normal <laughs> I don't know. job and interview, then, yeah. like for any other job. <laughs> yes, exactly. Except fetish edition. Yeah, <laughs> kink edition. Kink edition. <laughs> yeah just regular stuff like why am i into it how long have i been doing it what are what are my strengths um, yep and she felt like what what happened then so you get you said that and then did she say okay like i'll i'll put you on the roster or you can start tomorrow or what um i don't remember exactly i she may have told me to think about it and get back to her and then um she asked me to do a photo shoot so I hired a photographer to take my pictures at the dungeon, and then I submitted Are these them with the my... pictures, like these gorgeous yeah. pictures that we see on the Ritual Chamber website. Yes, yeah, those are they're taken by Painless Pleasure. Yeah, and they were like the coolest photographer ever because I used to be a nude model and I quit because I couldn't take the creepy photographers. Oof, yeah, but Painless Pleasure, best photographer I've ever worked. All of my pictures will be done by them. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Good plug, good plug. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so then uh, she just started, um, she just, yeah, yeah, I don't know, we communicated back and forth for a bit, and then, yeah, I started. And what was your first session like? You get it, you get there like a half hour before or something. Oh, God, I wish. Why <laughs> haven't? No, I'm usually there like 10 minutes before rushing around trying to get things done. Because I live really, really far away from the ritual chamber. So it takes me um, it takes me a really long time to get there. Okay. Um, so you have 10 yeah, minutes. Doorbell rings. <laughs> <laughs> to rush around doing shit. Doorbell rings. How are you feeling? Are you freaking? What's going on in your head? No, I wasn't scared that time. No. Uh, thankfully, the client was somebody that had uh, booked through me personally. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It was the first time I had met, ever met them, but I wasn't scared. I had a pretty good, uh, I think I had more of an idea of uh, what they wanted to do than they did. Dom knows best. <laughs> it was a face sitting session. So um, we did that and it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, we still talk. Cool person. Yeah. Very nice. And then, so, okay. So then you did some in-person sessions and then recently you had to stop again. Mm-hmm so unfortunate (laughs) and are you back to back to doing your online thing the online hustle uh are you just kind of gonna wait until right now i'm kind of just talking to people you know back and forth whatever through twitter um working on some working on uh trying to get you know, I don't know. God, sorry, I can't think. I'm trying my best to just not disappear into the vast Twitter world. And um, yeah, just doing that until I can start playing again, trying to just keep it going. I'm doing a lot of calls on Night Flirt right now, which is 
you know, it's helping. It's helping me get through it. (laughs) Yeah, I used to be on Night Flirt a lot. Like when I first went from in-person to doing online stuff, that was like my platform. I was on there like almost every night doing calls. I still communicate with a lot of people via text. I do. I use the texting app a lot just because Mm -hmm. you you get paid for texting even if it's just like negotiating scenes or like chatting I always direct people to go through there because I'm like no I won't just like text you casually on my what like on the house no (laughs) why would I do that yeah (laughs) you can text exactly like right like your time is money you have to you have to still value your time that's not going to change yeah totally and so okay Tell me a little bit about your doming style, if you will. I'm very interested. So if you are, you, so say, okay, say, say I book you at Ritual Chamber. This is post-pandemic. We've had a vaccine. It's going really well. Coronavirus is (laughs) dead and gone and we'll never see it again. I'm like, what a great time to book Mistress Sienna at the Ritual Chamber. (laughs) What should I expect when I'm booking you? Probably a really, really sore bottom, um, <laughs> either on the outside or on the inside. <laughs> or both. <laughs> Why not both? Possibly both, yep. You will be probably spending a lot of time being teased, denied, kissing my feet. <laughs> I like, I am very much into like sensual play and I'm also very much into inflicting pain. I very much enjoy inflicting a great deal of pain. Some days I feel more sensual and I want to just kind of like, you're my toy and I'm going to play with you. And other days I'm just like, no, I think that's every day actually. But I guess sometimes <laughs> it's more of a sensual way and other times it's more like, a, okay, teehee, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> I don't know. My, I feel, You know what? The thing is I kind of go off of a vibe. Yeah. So if I'm sessioning with somebody who's like more like totally new, they don't know anything about like kink and like they're just like this is just something they're just trying out and like they have like these ideas in their head Mm -hmm. I am there to like okay I want to be your friend and I'm going to do mean things to you but you want me to do these mean things you know it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like I want them to feel comfortable like I'm on their level kind of not I wouldn't say no one's on my level (laughs) like just more relatable (laughs) I try to be more relatable Sorry. I love that. No, I'm a little self-righteous. No, I love it. I love it. (laughs) But yeah, like I'm going to try to be like more friendly and more patient. Whereas if I'm playing with somebody who's like, like very like into uh, rituals and protocols and is very well-trained and very obedient and very submissive, then I'm going to probably be a little more mean. Stern. (laughs) A little, little, yeah. A little more stern. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also, I like to, I I think of myself as kind of like a chameleon. Like I always have a playful kind of vibe, I guess. But I do the same thing where I like go off of like the doorbell rings. I open the door and whatever vibe I'm getting off of them, I'm like, okay, Mm. that informs me of kind of what style to use that day. You know, if they're really, really nervous, then I'm like, okay, I got to kind of put on the kid gloves with them. So I'll like hurt them, but I got to do extra work to make them feel comfortable. Just like you said, like be warm with them. And 
I do the exact same thing that you just described, actually. And I think I do it very intuitively. I don't even really think about it. And that I'll just kind of pick up on whatever vibe they're setting off. And I'm like, okay, this is what you need. Or this is what I feel would go well with that. Like a yeah, fine exactly. wine. Pairing wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With that wine. W-H-I-N-E. Um, oh, God. I didn't get it, but yeah. <laughs> Um, (laughs) what are some of your, like, if somebody filled out a form that would make you be like, hooray, I can't wait to do this scene, what would be written there? This is like a kid at Christmas. It's just like, write your Christmas list, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, (laughs) I would love, I mean, I love, I love pegging. I love Mm -hmm. ball busting. Mm -hmm. I love needle play. I love wax play. I love impact play. Um, any of those things would be just, I mean, the ball busting is pretty awesome. Like, 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 and the pegging. I really like those. Sorry. I'm just so excited. I love, I love anything that's going to hurt like a bitch. Yeah. Fuck yes. That's my, that's definitely my, my cup of tea. I like that. (laughs) If it's going to hurt you, you know, it'll put a smile on my face. Nothing is better. Oh, I can't, don't get me started. I like pegging as well. (laughs) I want to like dress somebody up. I want to dress somebody up and then just like, um, and yeah, and just fuck the shit out of them. Can I say that? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Please do. <laughs> like hair pulling and all. Like, I just want to fucking destroy you. Just destroy someone. <laughs> yep. I'm awful. God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a popular, I mean, I mean, at, at least with me, that is often what people are wanting. So, I mean, there is demand for that, for sure. <laughs> cool. If somebody can show up to a session or even like before a session in correspondence, can somebody, can a client like do a special something to put you in a good mood for the scene? You know what I mean? Like if they show up with something or they do something for you beforehand, do you have any things like that that you really like? Uh, no, I just like that they show up on time. That's okay. good enough for me. Okay. Because if they show up with like presents, I am, presents are definitely like my love language. I love presents. So if okay. they show up with presents, it's going to be hard for me to be mean. I'm like, oh, you're so cute and you're so sweet and you're so awesome. No, I don't like that feeling. Not in the, not before, not before we play, after we play, yes. Okay, so um, yeah, if you bring a gift, <laughs> bring it after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after. Give it to me after. What kind of gifts do you like? Um, I like pantyhose a lot. I like shoes a lot. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I just really like pantyhose and shoes. <laughs> chocolate? What if someone brought you nah. chocolate? No, not so much. No, I don't. No, I don't eat. No. I like chocolate because then I can just slam it after they're gone, like to help my blood sugar. Like if I've expended, you know, some energy. What's your favorite chocolate? I love mint chocolate. I love mint chocolate. That's my okay. shit. Yeah. Like those, I think it's called After Eight. Is that the one? Oh, yeah. Love an After Eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll never say no to an After Eight. <laughs> I actually what? just had a sub the other day. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, you. I was just going to say I had a sub that was telling me, he's a he's a stoner, and he was telling me that when he can't get his hands on an After Eight, what he likes to do is um make hot chocolate and put, uh, what did he say he put in it? Something minty. Oh my god, was it like a like a just a mint, like a peppermint, I guess? Yeah, maybe. And he said it's like identical to I'm like, that's so 
weird, but whatever. Just in case you ever get desperate. <laughs> Hot chocolate. Yeah, and just like some mints. Yeah. Just, just stir it with a candy cane. Yeah. And you're good oh, to go. Yeah, that's actually a thing. I think that does work, actually. Holiday season coming up. It's a good hack. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what are some things? Okay, so. I book you, I have a, I've showed up on time, I have a lovely gift for you that I have already that I'm going to give you after the session. What are some <laughs> things I can do in the scene that you really love to see from subs? Something that, can you give me an example? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, for me, I love when a sub is like bantering with me and we're like, we're like having fun with conversation back and forth. I like a chatty sub to like joke with me and shit I love that I think I like a sub that's very um I like them very obedient is that a thing is that okay Mm -hmm, (laughs) like mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. I love a sub that's just like if I'm like hitting them and I'm just like and they're in a lot of pain I can see they're in a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and they're just and I'm just like maybe we should switch um implements maybe we'll get like one that's even more painful and they're just like whatever you want mistress I'm just like (laughs) oh I like that kind of stuff. The kind of stuff that's just like, fuck, whatever you want. I don't know if I can do this anymore, but whatever the fuck it is you want. <laughs> you know, that's that's my favorite stuff. The kind of stuff that's just like, go to, go to town, mistress. Yeah. Their desire to serve you or make you happy or, or impress you is more than like their desire to like have the pain stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The scales are tipped, like, in your favor. (laughs) Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. And then, I mean, another one I love is just, like, I think I think I love a nervous sub, too. Like, I love people Mm -hmm. that are confident enough to banter with me. That's a whole thing that I enjoy. But I also love subs that come in are really nervous. I don't know. I feed off of nervous energy for some reason. I'm like, oh, I'm going to blow your mind. (laughs) Yeah. So like a little kink newbie that's really nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I love the, I love you right now. Aren't they so just cute. the sweetest? Oh, they're just so cute. Yeah. The first uh, session I had at the ritual chamber um, since I was hired. Yeah, I had a little newbie and oh my God, he was the cute. I didn't even know what to do with him because he was so cute. So I just did everything to him. I'm like, yeah. well, you don't know what you like. So I'm just going to do everything that I like. And then next time we meet, you know, you can be like, ooh, I like that part the best. Let's do more of that. I like, you know, I like to do that, yeah. too. If Yeah. It put in that scenario where they're like, oh, I don't know what I want. I just wanted to try do, seeing a pro dom. <laughs> then I'm like, OK, yeah. we'll do everything. Yeah. And then, you know, if you liked one thing most, come back and we'll focus on that. We'll expand on that. But I'll give you like a sensation platter, you know. Right. Yeah. We'll do nipple torture. We'll do some anal stuff. We'll do a little CBT. We'll do a little impact with a few different implements. We'll do a whole bunch yeah. of shit. We'll put a gag in you. We'll maybe put try a couple different gags with you. We'll try a blindfold. We'll try whatever the hell. We'll try the queening chair yeah. for a little bit. We'll try... I make a mess. When, when it's a scene like that, it's just carnage. When, <laughs> when the person <laughs> leaves, I'm like, why did I do that? I literally took out every toy and yeah. here i am <laughs> having to clean it up yep yep <laughs> before mr sienna comes in but don't worry she'll be late she'll only she'll i get oh, come on 20 minutes because <laughs> she shows up like 10 minutes before her sessions so i could be longer cleaning up 
<laughs> yeah. I do my best. Come on. <laughs> uh, no, I get the travel thing. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. it's You know, it's the parking, too. I have a hard time finding parking because I don't know how to parallel park. Oh. <laughs> I can't drive whatsoever. So, I mean, you got me there. Um, but, Mr. Zian, I hate to tell you, we have to be wrapping this thing up. This has been okay. so nice talking to you and get to know you. Yes, the feeling is mutual, even though you laughed at me the whole time. <laughs> That's me. That's me, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's me in session. Like, this is it. Like, people, if you're, you know, if you ever wonder what it's like to be in a scene with me, that's what it's like. I, I honestly, I just laugh at you from the moment you you walk in to the moment you leave. Yeah. I do. That's good, That's though. my vibe. Like, that's my style, honestly. In life and in, in the dungeon. Like, you're charismatic. Like, it's enjoyable to be around you, you know? Aww. Like, even when I go to your workshops, you're, they're really good. I have so much fun at them. They're, like, they're really fun workshops. Aww, I really try. I really appreciate that, actually. Because I had somebody complain about a re- one of my workshops recently. And I was like, what? I really try so hard to make them fun. Because watching an online workshop is hard. Yeah. It's hard to pay attention. No, so yours I are really fine. Oh, I really appreciate no, that. No, Thank they're you. so fun. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Mistress Sienna, what's your Twitter? Where can we follow you? Uh, my Twitter is at Mistress Sienna. Just at my name, Mistress Sienna. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ritual Chamber, that's where we go to book you for in-person sessions whenever that starts up again. Yep. Just go and to the I website. I also have a website. Okay. What's yeah. your website? Uh, MistressSienna.com. Yeah, that talks about, I actually have a list of like all of my favorite fetishes and um, yeah, and you can book through my website, which will, which links back to the ritual chamber. Perfect. Do you have any other social media or um, anything else that you want to tell people about? Uh, no, I mean, I've got, I'm on everything. I've got Sex Panther, AVN Stars, OnlyFans, Night Flirt, Great. I Want Clips, Many Vids. I'm on everything. You'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe at all of those places. Follow, subscribe, like, throw money at <laughs> tribute. <laughs> Just, I prefer the ritual chamber. If I'd rather be in person, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Soon enough, soon enough. We'll get in the that, uh, we'll have that tea party. We'll have subs <laughs> serving us. 2021, be it'll be our year. So uh, mm-hmm. let's see. For me, yes, uh, my Twitter is at the Lady Pim One. My Instagrams are at the Lady Pim and at the Bedpost Podcast. You can email me at ladypim at protonmail.com. Or if it's podcast related, you can email me at the Bedpost Sex Show at gmail.com. Uh, the podcast has a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Bedpost Show. We also have a YouTube. It is the Bedpost Sex Show on YouTube. Other than that, um, the lovely lady that does original music for my podcast, which you are listening to right now. Her name is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. But for now, I want to give an absolute huge thank you to my lovely guest for today, professional dominatrix, Mr. Sienna. Thank you so, so much for speaking with me today. Thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. And thank you to you for listening. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality on the Bedpost Podcast. Bye!
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!